Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixy, and debuting on the show, I've got lawyer. I've got, um, sorry, I've got lawyer Varun Shri Skanda. How you doing? I'm good, Donovan. Thank you for having me. But but I got to correct you. I'm a lawyer licensing candidate. So okay, for, I will be a lawyer soon. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I brother. I was stumping there because I didn't know how to introduce you, and I was trying to get the last name perfect. And I hope I did get it perfect. Oh, you did. Thank you, Donovan. All right, all right, all right. So, did you just want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. So, I am a real estate agent. Uh, property manager, uh, lawyer licensing candidate, and I proudly sit as a board of director at the Small Ownership Landlords of Ontario, where mm-hmm. we advocate for small landlords. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how did you develop this passion for real estate in case our listeners want to know? And then we'll talk about something you are very passionate about, which not a lot of voices or a lot, a lot of people are talking about the landlords. But we'll mm-hmm. talk about your passion for real estate first. Yeah, so I think the real estate is uh, something that was in me for a long time, starting with probably my grandparents. Uh, you know, I came to Canada as a refugee in 1991 with my family. And, uh, you know, back home, my parents and grandparents were all in the real estate business of buying, renting, building, construction, things like that. But when we came to Canada, you know, my family and I, we lived in what we call the purpose-built rental. So these are those skyscraper rental buildings that dominate the Toronto skyline. They're mainly in Etobicoke, North York, and Scarborough. They're very, very popular for immigrant communities, newcomers, refugees. Uh, It's the way a lot of people first call home. Now, when we came to Canada in 1991, we moved into a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment at Santa Circle Drive, where we paid $800 a month. $800 a month for a two-bedroom. Wow. I, I, I can't tell you, Donovan, what the rent is on one of those, but I'm going to say it's close to 25. Oh, yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how these immigrant families are affording that. And, and so one of my passions is increasing rental housing stock. You need to create more housing, more rental units, and the age-old law of supply and demand will kind of balance out the market and the prices, right? Because we need to bring these rent prices down. Right, right, right. And what do you say? The prices are not going down. They're going higher and higher and higher and higher. Will families be able to live in Ontario? No, no, it's getting insanely difficult. And and both landlords and tenants are just having a, a, a crazy difficult time. And I advocate for the landlords because that's where my experience and my knowledge lies. But, you know, the tenants are, are, are hurting just as much, right, with the amount of rent they're having to pay. Landlords are, are hurting with insanely long backlogs at the landlord and tenant board, unfavorable legislation. Uh, politicians that are just all against housing providers, when really what they need to be doing is is working with landlords to increase rental housing stock. So a two-bedroom, a Sanders Circle doesn't cost $2,500. It can cost Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm $1,000. Now, did you want to talk about the experience you went through, your family went through, and this is what drove you to your passion of what you do to fight for landlords. Yeah, so during the pandemic, there was a, a, a ban on ev- residential evictions. Landlords could not uh, evict a tenant in Ontario. 
they could only file their application, but not much else was happening after that. Um, what happened was one of my parents' tenants stopped paying rent and they did not pay for 13 months. Oh. So for 13 months, my parents were required to cover the mortgage, cover all the property taxes, ensure the property is still maintained and insured safely and adequately, all while having zero rent income coming in. Um, the rent was quite, quite high on that property. It was a very large house in North York. And as as a result, the arrears went up to $63,000. That put my parents in the hole. They took out a second mortgage on the house so they can continue to pay for the bills. It was insane. Wow. And the but, government or nothing, nobody did nothing about it? No, no. You, there was nothing they could do. They, they banned the evictions. We All we wanted to do was the ability to kick out a tenant who does not pay rent and release the unit to a tenant and the majority of tenants all paid rent. So uh, we wanted to release the unit to an awesome tenant, which isn't hard to find. Wow. Wow. And so what is the process now? Did it end? Or let's say because there are landlords probably listening and they're probably saying, well, my tenant hasn't paid what do you call the same amount of rent in a year as well too. What should I do? And I can't get through to the landlord and tenant board. Yeah. So, I mean, if your tenant does not pay rent today, the situation isn't any better than it was two years ago. You can expect to wait at least one year before everything is said and done and you have taken possession of your rental unit. So you may get a hearing date in six months from today. But after that, you can wait up to two months just for the written order from the adjudicator. After you have the written order, you have to wait at least another month before you can go to the sheriff and scheduled in eviction and get vacant possession of your rental unit. It is such an insanely long process. And for many small landlords, we don't have the financial literacy, the legal skills, and the, the, the required knowledge to handle and navigate an L1 application at the landlord and tenant board. That's something the paralegals and the corporate landlords are very good at. But we are not corporate landlords, so we don't have a, a board of directors behind this. We don't have accountants and lawyers to help us. Mm -hmm. Many small landlords struggle struggle with the process, and it, it ends up costing them a ton of money. And when landlords lose money, Donovan, they get out of the business. Just like any other business, right? If you are losing money, you get out of it. Why would you stay in it? So right. any landlords that's getting burned by tens of thousands of dollars of rental arrears, they're getting out of the business. They're selling their rental properties. And less and less people want to be a landlord here. And they're all going to Alberta. So we're really helping out Alberta's rental sector. Mm -hmm. why, are they, why are they going to Alberta? The eviction laws are much more favorable in favor of landlords in, in the sense that you don't need to wait one year. You, I think the backlog at the uh, in Alberta, it's not even a backlog. It's just about two months. Wow. But if the tenant doesn't pay rent, you can expect to get a hearing within two months. Mm -hmm. you know, so. And remind the listeners here, how long is the backlog again? Let's say I'm Pam or Tom and I've been renting and I'm going through the same frustration and I don't know where to go. Can I go to you? And, and you're a tenant? Yeah, la yeah tenant. See, oh, sorry, <laughs> so, landlord, landlord. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd be happy to assist anyone and everyone who's looking for to have with help in navigating the landlord-tenant board. But absolutely, I am happy to always help landlords navigate the the small landlords, especially navigate their L1 and L2 situations. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, it doesn't may it's not going to be good news. It is going to take a year, 12 months before you finally deal with your problem. Wow, wow, wow. Now, what is that application in case listeners don't know? What is that application? So those those are the two biggest applications that are filed at the Landlord and Tenant Board. The first is L1. Now mm-hmm. that is rental arrears, the mm-hmm. tenants who are not paying rent. The most common type of application are L1. Mm-hmm. L2s is the other one. Now that's uh, things like damages and uh, tenants breaching the rules. So harassment from the tenants, damaging the property, failing to maintain the property, uh, refusing the reasonable uh, access by the landlord or uh, interfering with the landlord's lawful rights or obligations, things like that. Okay, okay, okay. And they can go down there. But again, like you said, the backlog, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better, right? Yeah, it, it isn't going to get better. Uh, well, sorry. Uh, well, let's let's all hope I'm wrong there. Uh, but I, I don't see it getting better anytime soon. What the, the Landlord and Tenant Board is failing to take the necessary steps that was recommended to them by the Auditor General. Um, now, uh, that th- that report was was very very damning to the LTB. It 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 showed them how much landlords and tenants both are suffering and how um, how corrupt the system and the process is. It is so so difficult to navigate and kick a tenant out that it's just it's costing it's costing tenants and landlords their homes. Mm-hmm. So why bother then? Probably landlords are thinking, why bother? Do I rent? Exactly. Why bother uh, renting your property out? Just, you know, either if you have a rental property, sell it and go to a better uh, province like Ontario, Alberta, or uh, just save your money and get into a different business, invest it elsewhere. For people who, who like renting, investing in real estate and, uh, you know, having their income based off rental income, you can invest in REITs, right? These are real estate investment trusts. So you're, you're hands off, you invest in a big company like RealCan, who owns all the plazas and everything. They handle all the work of property management and you just kind of sit back and collect residual payments. So, I mean, you don't always need to be a landlord and uh, kind of rent out your own house. It, it ends up just being a headache and costing you a ton of money. Wow, 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 wow. And what do you want to tell the tenants that just say you don't know how hard it is? What do you call it? You landlords seem to win more than us because you. it's easy to kick us out you're just making this up what do you want to tell the the tenants yeah it's it's easy to kick a tenant out if you can afford one year of not receiving rent money if you can afford one year of mortgage payments without any rent yeah then it's easy but most small landlords i know can't afford that what the tenants do not see is what happens behind the scenes and what's happening behind the scenes are small mom and pop landlords borrowing money from their children, borrowing money from their parents, taking out a second mortgage or a line of credit just so they can help that tenant continue to live rent free. We are putting ourselves more into debt so we can provide housing to tenants who don't want to pay. That's not our job. It is the job of the government to build enough housing 
and they have it. And unfortunately, small landlords are being burdened with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how could this backlog get any better? Well, for one, uh, the landlord and tenant board needs to hire more adjudicators. You need at least hundreds of more adjudicators if you're going to clear this backlog quickly. At this rate, I think it'll take at least two to three years, possibly five. If, wow. if if you don't uh, address it quickly. But the service standards of uh, the LTV is that you will get your hearing within a month. I believe it's 21 days is their service standard. Now, they're, they're not meeting their service standard. By, they're off by about five or six months. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the only way is, is to hire more staff, have more hearings. You need in-person hearings to happen as well. Currently, we all the entire LTV is online. So all hearings are done online. And the problem with that is we're not going through the backlog quick enough. I think we need to open up the hearing rooms that we have because the LTV still holds leases on office space, which we used to use as hearing rooms before we went online. So we need to go back to those hearing rooms, open them, open the office space up and uh, continue uh, expediting cases and hearing them quicker. Right, right, right. So what if you, what do you got? What if you are like a landlord and you don't have access to a computer? computer yeah there, there are uh, options for you now the ltb will uh, schedule in-person hearings if you request it or if you have uh, some you know some need for it but again it, requesting an in-person hearing could um, delay your hearing even more really yes so the sometimes asking for accommodation and accessibility issues isn't isn't helpful at all. It'll just delay your hearing until they can get around to opening up a hearing room for you. Wow, wow, wow. So like listeners, if you're listening, it looks like it's not going to get any better if you are a landlord listener right now. Uh, What do you want to encourage the landlords right now? Or what do you want to encourage future landlords thinking about getting into the business of renting out their property or their unit? For any landlord, that's getting into the business uh you one you need to vet and screen your tenants extremely carefully one of the biggest issues that i deal with is fraudulent documentation so fake credit scores and fake pay stubs that are used to secure housing um, now this is done from people who pro- from uh, professional tenants they are tenants who are using the ltv backlog to their advantage to live rent-free. So they will pay you first and last only to get in the unit. The second they're in the unit, they know it's going to take you one year to evict so they don't pay. Oh my, they do that? People do that. People do that. There's plenty of that in the news. It happens every single day. Ask any real estate agent that listed a property on MLS for lease or that works in rentals and they'll tell you. We see fake credit scores all the time. Wow, wow. But now, can't the tenants clap back and say that's really your landlord's fault because you didn't do your thorough check? Absolutely, it is the landlord's fault. That's why we're educating our landlords. That's why we have a great website called openroom.ca. Now, this website, Donovan, it's it's a landlord's, I think, it should be the Bible. You do not rent any room to anyone, any unit, without searching the tenant's name on this database. It has the orders for over 10,000 evictions in Ontario. So if a tenant is evicted, you want to search their name maybe up on that uh, database. 
It's mm -hmm. uh, self-reporting from landlords. So the database is growing every single day. But that is the biggest tool to help landlords now. Because it is our fault. If we rent it out, it's, you know, we failed to do the proper checks. It's the landlord's fault or their real estate agent or whoever was helping them. So we need to protect ourselves now. Mm -hmm. Or on the flip side, you can still do everything right. And there's still a loophole they find to get around, right? Yeah, you got it. There's always some loophole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And what do you want to say family to families that can't afford this type of living in Ontario? Where should they move to to look for housing? Should they go uh, to another province or to another city in Ontario? I mean, there are other cities in Ontario that are cheaper, but I mean, if, if you work in Toronto, how are you going to move to Windsor, right? The, the rent is a lot cheaper there, but you, you, I mean, you can't commute, commute four hours a day. So what a lot of people do is they work in Toronto and live in Oshawa, right? Because it's cheaper to pay rent over there. Or they live in, in Whitby or Bowmanville, as far as Bowmanville. So, I mean, I, I don't think that's a viable option. But what people should do is um uh, what I would immediately do is reach out to your provincial member of parliament and tell them how much you struggle because I really don't think they have any idea. They, I mean, they hear these stories from constituents all the time, but they aren't doing anything about it. We need to tell them to build more purpose-built rental. We need more social housing, more supportive housing, more rental geared towards income units, more of everything. We need more of everything in this province. And what's your message to tenants? What do you want to say where they keep breaking the law or their professional thinking about getting the next quick or fix to get that home? What do you want to tell professional lying tenants? Um, I, I have been successful uh, about a handful of times in having criminal charges laid. So the other day we had OPP lay criminal charges for uttering forged documents and uh, uh, forging financial instruments and financial statements. So you cannot forge your credit score. You cannot forge bank statements, create fake letters, job letters. Uh, forging employment income is an offense. So we have been successful in having criminal charges laid and we do pursue it. We Any real estate agents that are caught working with fake documents, we report them to RICO. Any real estate agents that help their tenants, we report them to RICO. Any real estate agents that are, um, sorry, any tenants that are using forged documents, we submit the documents to police and we let the police handle it. Wow. Well, what what if they say I don't have a job and you won't take me because I don't have a job and I am looking for a job, but I'm discriminated on the basis of work, ethnicity or orientation. So yeah. I had to lie. Yeah. It, if, if you don't have a job, how do you expect to meet the contractual obligation? So if you don't have a job, how are you going to make those monthly rent payments every month? Right? That that's going to come at the cost of someone else, someone else's family, who's going to have to, you know, support you in a, how in a rental unit while you look for a job, and that's going to be the landlord probably, right? Mm -hmm. Because the the tenant's going to go in there, say they're looking for work or what whatnot, and you know, one year later, we're still waiting for the rent. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that it's not that's the job of the government to provide social and supportive housing. For people who are unemployed, having difficulty finding work or living off government benefits, it is not the jobs of small landlords to provide housing. It is That's the true. Of, it is the job of the government, but they really fail 
Remember those purpose-built rentals I told you about when I first came to Canada? Yeah. You don't need them anymore. Now, Donovan, go downtown. There's condominiums everywhere, right? A one-bedroom costs $600,000. They aren't building rental towers anymore. And that's really, really, it's destroying families that are paying out of, like, paying through the roof just for a one or two bedroom apartment. Right, right, right. So should you just be honest with the landlord then? Let's say if you're a tenant and you're not working or can't, what do you call it? Or on OW or ODSP? Yeah, you can try being honest. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't know if a la- how open a landlord would be to renting to someone like that. Um, Consider getting a guarantor. Have If, if you're sure you're going to find work and you have the first and last, then get a guarantor. Get get someone else like mom and dad to back you up and vouch for you and, and put their own credit score and their own income and their own name on the lease. So they are impacted as well. Um, hmm. And, and this, you should be okay. Or you go to AGI, right? It's, um sorry, RGI. It's rent geared towards income. Right? Okay. What is RGI? What do you call it? What do they do? So RGI units said rent geared towards income. It's where your rent is based on your income. So you tell the government how much income you make and your rent is calculated based on that income. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some people can pay about a hundred bucks a month for a two bedroom apartment. If, if all you make is, is a couple thousand, then you can pay only about a hundred bucks. Um, now there is a serious, serious wait list for a, uh, RGIs. Um, in, uh, in Toronto, I believe it's a few years actually, the wait list, but mm-hmm. there's uh, just not enough. Toronto Community Housing provides most of the RGIs in Toronto and they're just not enough units from, from Toronto Community. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. And your message what do you want to tell other real estate agents what's your message to other real estate agents oh boy my message to other real estate agents if you're a real estate agent and you're working with uh, tenants or landlords you need to know what you're doing you need to know the residential tenancies act in and out you need to know the rules and the laws you need to know the tricks that the tenants use and you need to know the the, the tools and the loopholes everything to help save your landlord clients. Now, I know far too many real estate agents in Ontario that have represented unscrupulous tenants. Now, these are tenants that used fake and forged documents and the agents helped them. The agents saw the documents were fake or forged and took no steps to vet them, screen them. They didn't even run the tenant's name in openroom.ca. Had you done that, you would have seen that the tenant was previously evicted for non-payment. There are so many steps that the real estate agents can take, and if they're not doing it correctly, you will be reported to RICO. It's the biggest thing. Wow, wow, well, well, again, maybe Donovan, the real estate agent, didn't know. Why should I be penalized for that? But Donovan, it's your job to know. It, 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 we, your landlords hired Don, Donovan, the realtor, or whoever the realtor, even Varun, the realtor. Landlords hire me for a reason. It's for my expertise and my knowledge in navigating the rental market. If I don't vet or screen tenants properly, then what am I doing in this career? What am I doing in this field, right? This is, it's my job to know. And, and if you're a real estate agent, it's your responsibility to keep up to date with all the tools. And to know all the tricks that the tenants are using. I know some real estate agents that say to me, Varun, really? Wow, they use forged credit scores? How did you not know that? It's your job to stay tuned to the news and to watch the news and find out what's happening in our industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, real estate agents, you should really know. But some just want the money. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's far too easy to become a realtor in Ontario. So, you know, there, there, there needs to be a screening process for that as well. There should be. Isn't there a screening process for realtors? Sorry, a screening process for realtors? No, there's no screening process. All you need is you have to be at least 18 years of age and speak either English or French. That's it. They do a criminal background check, but come on now. Like there's absolutely nothing else. There's no minimum education requirement. You just go to, uh, I think, I believe it's Humber College and you do a couple of courses and you're done. It's what? Absolutely just ridiculous. like that? No wonder why there's fraudulence going on. No, exactly. No wonder there's so much fraud going on. It's so easy. Then there's no oversight, there's no checks and balances, there's absolutely nothing. It's the wild, wild west out there. All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms just in case landlords want to reach out to you? They have questions. They're saying, oh gosh, I haven't had a tenant who paid rent in two months. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, landlords can uh, check out my website, uh, sriskanda.com. That's S-R-I-S-K. A-N-D-A.com. Um, and there you'll find links to all my social medias. But if you search me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff, I'm up there. And I'm always able to chat. Okay. Did you have a message you wanted to tell the listeners in closing? No, uh, if you don't mind, I only have one message for Doug Ford. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Fix this backlog. Get us back to 30-day hearing. There are tenants that are waiting two years for a hearing date. Because their landlord is providing mold or mold infested rental units or roach infested rental units that refuse to do anything about it. There are slum lords also that need to be brought to the board. So let's fix this board so tenants and landlords can have their fair hearing. That's it. But that, that's got to be on Doug. I'm glad you said there are slum landlords. So you're not just 100% landlord, landlord, landlord. I'm glad you're calling out the slum lords. Of course, of course. There's, there's always bad apples, right? We, we can't deny that. Yeah. All right, all right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. Thanks. Uh, a pleasure. And it was fun chatting with you. All right. All right. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I would love to thank Real Estate Agent. And I'd love to thank, what do you call it? Expert. I'm going to call you Expert. Varun, you can pronounce your last name again. Uh, thank you. It's Rieskanda. Thank you so much. And thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.